success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and rarely do they talk about it because quite frankly, that's not what creates success. Join us here where we will chat with fierce female entrepreneurs and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship and talk about the obstacles we have faced and how you can overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is the She's Invincible Podcast. Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining us today on the She's Invincible podcast. And do we have a treat for you today? Oh my gosh, in the studio, we have Elaine the Brain Terso. Elaine is a jack of all trades entrepreneur who just loves to help other people get out of their way to make their dreams come true. Elaine is a small business strategist, a mentor, an author a podcaster, she's my friend, and she runs a subscription box, and she is amazing, and I am so excited to share her with you today. Welcome, Elaine. Hey, girl. <laughs> hey, so fun, so I fun know. to see you. Oh my gosh, we have so many things to talk about today. I'm excited. Me too. Thank you so much for being here with us, and Let's do this. Before we do anything, let's tell these listeners who you are, how did you get where you are today, and what makes you invincible? Oh my goodness, where should I begin? <laughs> I have like this very long, drawn out story, but I, I'll, I'll condense it for this, for otherwise I'll be talking forever. Nobody wants that. So I started out uh, as a scrapbooker, uh, became a photographer for 10 years, and now I am uh, a business mentor and strategist. And it was l using all of the things that I learned by running those different businesses that I could use, take that and help other people learn from my mistakes. Because as an entrepreneur, all I, when I was a photographer, I just wanted to take pictures. That's all I wanted to do. And all of a sudden I'm being required to run a business and I had no business running a business. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Uh, taxes, what? And a bookkeeper and marketing and what? I, I just want to take pictures. I couldn't understand why I was being, it was demanding of me to do all of these other things. And I started realizing that I was spending less time behind the camera and more time running a business. And so I did that for 10 years. Like I said, learned a lot of mistakes and decided to retire in October of 2019. Best decision ever. Best decision ever. I have thoroughly enjoyed being able to not just be a photographer anymore. People love to put labels on other people. And I had to break out of that. And that's how I found my invincibility was shutting the labels that other people had put on me. And I had said, I'm more than a photographer. I am 
Elaine, and these are all of the things that I like to do. And stop trying to put me in your box because I don't fit inside of a box. And once I did that and I like declared that for myself, I even went on Facebook Live and told people to stop putting labels on me. That's <laughs> <And> brave. <laughs> it, it was brave, but it was like the thing I needed to do in order to say, this is me and stop putting me in your box. Like I am more than a photographer. Like I'm a human and I, I like to do various things. And it was, it was what I needed to do in order to, to just overcome that. Um, and once I did, I stopped caring what other people thought and got out of my own way. And now that's what I help other people do. I love that. Oh my gosh. It's like drawing a line in the sand, right? Yes. 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 And once you made that announcement, it didn't matter anymore. It's like it you gave yourself anymore. freedom. I love yes. it. I yes. love that. Oh, that's amazing. Well, that does make you invincible. Not oh, many people will, are bold enough to be able to go forth like that and say like, hey, stop that because I'm doing this now. And right. I think there's some, that's like gives you a lot of power because- yeah, now people are watching to see what you're going to do next. Oh my gosh. So let's talk about that for a quick second. So how was that when you made that shift? When you left photography behind, uh, were you, did you grieve that at all? Like, you know, a lot of people struggle with, you know, letting go of the good to embrace the great. But those of us that have done that understand that that's what it takes to live mm -hmm. your best life. How did that feel for you? Well, I, I started getting to a point where photography, I was, I was in Boston and I, I was the event photographer and all of the sudden I'm taking the group photos and all of the sudden this thing came over me and said, what are you doing? this is, this is not fun anymore. Because when I, I, I always joke that I have like nine personalities and bossy photographer was one of them. And I didn't really like her because she was snapping her fingers and Hey, get over here and Hey, do this. And like, and I didn't like her. I did not like her. And I was just like, all of a sudden it was like, this is not fun anymore. I think it's time. Like I just, and then I had a photo shoot the very next day at my house and I love, like I was a boudoir photographer. I loved helping women discover who they were, come out of their shell, empower them. And I had to fake enthusiasm. Oh, that did not feel good at all. And I, and I was like, you know, and I told her, I was like, you're my very last client. And she was like, what? And I'm like, yeah, it just, I did not have fun. And that, that's how I knew. And so letting that go, my husband was more upset than I was. <laughs> my husband was more upset than I was because he could not understand why I was giving up something that was, that I was making an income with. You know, I had, women were paying me a lot of money and it no longer was bringing me joy. And I said, happiness is more important to me than the money. And so as I started shifting into being a mentor, um, I'm not going to lie, uh, not really success coming at me right away, right? Took a little while for me to get some clients 
and um, make some income. And my husband was like, what did you do? And I said, don't worry. I got this. Like, I got this. Don't worry. I got this. And uh, there were times I'm like, who do you think you are? Imposter syndrome coming out big time. Who do you think you are? What business do you have trying to teach other people how to run a business? Who do you think you are? All that little inner mean girl stuff. And I just said, you know what? I have something to give. I have something to give. I have something to share. I can help other people learn from my mistakes. And I'm not going to give up because somebody out there, even if it's one person, needs my help. I love that. And I'm so glad that you brought up imposter syndrome. And, you know, isn't it true when you start something new, you always go back to zero, right? So just like you were saying, when you started the photography business, you love being behind the camera, but it was all the other things. And then starting this next business, the same thing. It's not easy to just step right into it. It takes time to build. And people do question what you're doing, just like your husband did. Like he had oh, a yes. stake in this too, right? Oh yeah. Uh, but you knew in your gut, like this is what I'm supposed to do. And the, I think the key thing you said here for me that really stuck out was that um, you were more uh, concerned with joy and happiness than you were money and have it like I have found that the more I chase joy, the more money chases me. Yes. Are you feeling that too now oh, that yes. you're, yeah, like you're spending oh, yes. more time in a place that brings you joy and money just flows because of that. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I really think that we get that wrong until we actually figure it out. Most people get that wrong and they chase the money and they're not having fun and maybe they're reaching their financial goals, but they're still not happy because they're not chasing the joy. So, right. I, you know, I even do like a joy test uh, with the people that I work with to be sure that they're within that joy meter. Mm -hmm. Oh gosh. So I love what you said about imposter syndrome. And I think that's going to lead me right into my next question. I would love to talk to you today about overcoming fear because that mm -hmm. comes with imposter syndrome too, right? Like all of a sudden you shut down and you're like, oh my gosh, what did I do? And who am I? Right. And, and of course we say, who are you not to be amazing, great, and all yeah. these things, but also self-sabotage because you in that moment of the imposter syndrome, you were faced with the decision to either fall into that and step back or move through it. And so I really want to spend some time right there talking about how do you overcome these fears? How do you um, overcome self-sabotage and stay on track to chase your dreams? OMG. This is like one of my favorite topics to talk about. Um, and I started, it all started with, um, are you familiar with the ACEs study? ACES. No, I don't think so, I am. ACEs stands for Adverse Childhood Experiences. And I started um, really kind of like learning more about trauma and how it impacts people. And I started like wondering, how does trauma impact the entrepreneur? And so I couldn't find any data I wanted. I wanted to know. I couldn't find any data. And so I decided to 
create my own. So I created a survey asking people very personal questions. And I've discovered that people tell me their deepest, darkest secrets in, a, in an anonymous survey. So I got the goods. And I started realizing that people are dealing with a lot of trauma and how that impacts them as an entrepreneur shows up in fear. It shows up in self-sabotage. And so I said to myself, there is a need. And that was, that became the thing that I wanted to focus on. That is, that became the thing that I wanted to help people overcome was identify the fears, identify the sabotaging behaviors that are showing up that are preventing them from reaching their goals. And so I, every time I do, I love to teach. Teaching is, is my jam. I do it at least once a month. I'm teaching some five day free thing. We always start with that. We always start with mindset. We always start with fear and we always start with sabotage because I feel like we cannot move forward in our business if we do not address the thing that is keeping us from moving forward. And we all have it. We all have it. We all have that little voice saying, uh-uh-uh, no, no, no. And so I started doing all of this research. I'm a researcher. I love research. I love data. I love all of this stuff. Um, I want the facts, right? And so what I started realizing in the process of working with um, our, our friend Elda Dorothy was I was going through some sciatica issues and I was working with her and she was helping me with EFT tapping to try to eliminate the pain. In the process of working with her, I had my own breakthrough where I discovered this, my own block was around a fear of disappointing other people. And I had this whole thing of, I can't, of losing it all, of disappointing people, not succeeding. I was going to like this whole thing. And one of the interesting things that she does in her process is she helps you to trace it back. And so I have been kind of um, taking a little bit from that and helping other people trace it back. Because once you can trace back where that fear is coming from, then you can identify it and start moving forward. So as I was talking about being the people pleaser, the um, fear of disappointing others, that the first thing that came into my head was I was a naughty teenager. And I skipped school with my bestie and we got caught. My dad was waiting for us on the other side of the bridge when we were walking back home um, to pretend like we had been at school all day and he was there waiting. And I had, oh my gosh, I can't believe my dad is there and we're going to die. And I made my friend ride in the front seat because I was scared to death. <laughs> <laughs> and her ma my friend's parents were at my house. Like they had this whole, like they, we were so busted. We were so busted. And my dad said, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. And as a teenager, I would have rather that you beat me because don't tell me that you're disappointed in me, especially, um, you know, it, it felt like you just hit me in the stomach, right? Your heart sinks and you're, you just are so mad at yourself. And I was like, so that is the moment that I learned that disappointing other people did not feel good. And I never wanted that to happen again. Oh 
Enter my gosh. Elaine, the overachieving people pleaser. <laughs> oh yeah. So then it's like, okay, now that I know that, now that I know this information, what can I do with it? What can I do to get different results? Do I have to put all of the weight on my shoulders in order to keep other people from being disappointed? No, because I'm not in control of other people's expectations. I'm not in control of their feelings. So once I could like see that, then I could start to make changes within myself and how I behaved and how I reacted and all of the things. And um, speaking of self-sabotage, so I actually have a little funny thing that I do. Um, I've named myself Sabotage, the little voice, you know, the who do you think you are? Um, yeah, her name is Sally. And sometimes she also goes by Cheryl. I think there's two of them, but that's who comes through. And I visualize her in my living room as a little girl playing bubble wrap. She's got this whole big thing of bubble wrap and she wants me to come play with her because going into the outside world is scary. It's unfamiliar. We don't know what's out there. We could get hurt. Something bad could happen. And so she wants to keep me safe with her playing bubble wrap. And so I have to have a conversation with her and I have to tell her, thank you for trying to keep me safe, but I don't need you right now because I want to acknowledge her and I want to tell her thank you because I appreciate that she wants to keep me safe, but she also is really good at trying to prevent me from trying new things and things that are going to help me grow and things that are, because, you know, what they say is that nothing, nothing good happens inside your comfort zone. You have to do things that scare the crap out of you in order to have amazing experiences, in order to grow, in order to be bigger than who you are. And she's trying to keep me from having fun. And, and because it's new, scary, unfamiliar, uncharted, we don't know what's going to happen. Oh, well, right? What is the worst thing that could happen? Like, honestly, what is the worst thing that could happen? And so I just tell her, thank you but I can't play right now. Like I, I got to go do big things and you're, you're in my way. You're in my way. That's an amazing way to overcome self-sabotage. All right. Well, listen, let's tell our listeners where they can find you. Well, they can find me at elaineterso.com um, and you'll have access to everything I do there. <laughs> I love it. Yes. And you do a lot of things, a lot of things. Do you want to share real quickly some of the programs that you're doing right now? So I have a, uh, I have a program called Get Shit Done. And it's basically, it is a accountability, productivity, overcoming the fear, setting your goals and making it happen like by any means necessary. And I, support my, my clients. Um, we have, it's a group program. I support them every, every other week we're talking every Friday, they get to come and have a conversation with me. And I literally help them with whatever task it is they need. I will show them how to do it, teach them all the technology, whatever it is they need. I don't want there to be, there's no excuses, no excuses when you're working with me because there's a way. And I will show you how to do it. Like you have no excuses left. 
<laughs> I love it. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, we promise our listeners on the She's Invincible podcast that we will bring successful entrepreneurs on here. We will share tips that they can use to make their business better and to help them to grow and overcome the things that they struggle with. But we also promise to share the journey because women they are constantly comparing themselves to other successful women. And while they're comparing their journey to your mountaintop experience, oh my gosh, right? They're always coming up short and they don't believe they can do it because you look so good. When you get to the mountaintop, your self-esteem is at an all-time high. You have self-confidence. You know so much more. You've overcome so much more and you're in your most powerful place. So we're going to talk a little bit now about the journey and we're going to share the good. So right now we want to hear from you about one of the really good things that happened along your journey to success. Um, I, there's too many to list. Like <laughs> there's too many to list. Um, I think like along my journey, I have, I, I have a thing about giving back. Like, and that has always been something that has been really important to me is that how can I give back to my community? And when I was a photographer, that was immensely important. And every other year, I would come up with a personal project that I wanted to do in order to um, get my community involved, raise awareness about some issue, um, and fundraise for, for a local organization. And... I'm really proud of the things that I did while I was doing that. I, I tackled human trafficking, um, domestic violence, um, and bullying. So I, I worked with women, I worked with men, and I worked with teenagers. And holy mother of pearl, uh, our community is hurting. Our community has so much pain. And even though that is like, how can that, how can that be a good because the impact that this that these projects had on people uh, was amazing. The awareness that people gained from these projects was absolutely is priceless. And so that is something that I'm really super proud of. And I am in process of trying to figure out how my Elaine the Brain, how she can continue to give back um, to her community in a different way without photography. So um, it should be very fun and interesting what I come up with, but it is something that's really important to me. So I always try to come up with something I can do to raise awareness about something that's important. I love that. I love that. And I, I love that you're giving back. And I know you'll think of a creative way to do that because that's who you are. Mm -hmm. Oh, thanks for sharing that. So we're going to turn, we're going to take an ugly turn, right? So we're going to just talk about the bad, right? The, maybe something bad that happened along your journey that would have or could have made you give up on the dream you had or mm -hmm. chasing this joy. Right. So after I first retired from, from photography and decided that I wanted to start teaching and I wanted to be a mentor and I wanted to help other entrepreneurs, I discovered this program and I was super excited and I'm going to follow their method. I bought into their system, spent a lot of money and I was like all ramped up and ready to go and crickets, right? I had crickets. 
And I was like, oh no, I spent a lot of money on this. Oh no. Like I was, I was panicked and I try really hard. Sometimes it's harder than others to look at everything, not as a failure, but as a learning opportunity, because I don't actually believe in failure. And I actually tell this story often to my own people because I believe that it has so much value. Are you familiar the Dyson vacuum cleaner story? James Dyson, the inventor of the Dyson vacuum cleaner, had, he spent uh, 5,123 prototypes before he got the vacuum to work the way he wanted it to. Over 5,000 failures or 5,000 learning opportunities of how it doesn't work. So I choose to look at things as a learning opportunity instead of a failure because to me, failure is just not trying. That's the only way you could ever fail. If you're learning something, how can you call that a failure? So I choose to look at everything as a learning opportunity. And so when I had crickets, I had to sit there and say, what can I learn from this? What can I do differently? What value are, do people need in order to trust me, in order to say yes to investing with me, in order to seeing that I can help them? And, you know, trying to help people when you don't have uh, a track record of helping people, <laughs> right? Like, okay, all right, stranger, um, what makes you qualified? Like, that was the stuff playing in my head. That's what people are thinking. That's what people are saying. And so I actually wound up raising my prices significantly and all of a sudden knocking on my door. Here they all came. Once I raised my prices and I increased the value, people came knocking on my door. And now I've got too many clients I don't know what to do with. <laughs> Well, now there's a problem everyone would like to have, right? That's a problem everyone would like to have is now I'm trying to restructure and figure out how to deliver value and manage all of these amazing people that I get to help. So what a great problem to have. <laughs> it is. And you know, let's talk about that for a second. Like people, I think sometimes as they're pricing their packages, they think in their minds, they're, they're think they're doing people a favor by having a lower price, but it is exactly what you said. And I have found that to be true in some of the things that I have done too. Yeah. So how did you figure that out? Like what, where did you go? Did somebody tell you that? Or did you, you just experiment and it worked out. How did you figure that out? Well, once I wrote down like how much time I was spending with people and what my time was worth. Um, and once I like wrote out that figure and I was like, okay, so when I was a photographer, I basically, I charged $150 an hour for, for photography because it's not, it's more than just taking your picture. Like there's all of this other stuff. That I'm going to take your picture for an hour and I'm going to be behind the computer for at least five to eight hours editing and doing all of the other things. Right. And so I was like, you know, if I actually want to support my family and make an income, I actually had to look at what do I need to make in order to, to do that. I need to look at my own budget, my own expenses, um, and figure and, and work backwards. Like that's how I usually do things. The first time that I wrote down the price tag that I actually needed to charge 
I like the pit of my stomach was like, oh my God, people are going to think that I'm crazy. They're going to think that I'm not worth this. They're going to think, and I had to say, does it really matter what they think? Does it matter what I'm going to deliver to them? Does it matter the value that I'm going to give them? If I'm helping them transform their business, that has significant value. And that's what I have to offer is this in weird, I call it pop rocks, but I have this weird intuitive thing, which is how I got the Elaine the Brain nickname. I have this intuitive thing where I can talk to you and tell you, like I get little messages that come through, like try this, try this, try this. That's, that's of immense value, immense value. Helping people be productive and helping people be accountable to themselves that has humongous value because if they can achieve their goal, if they can get out of their way, achieve their goal, that's going to, and make, they're going to make money. That's what the ultimate goal is for them. And that's what I want for them too. So it's okay for me to charge what I'm worth because here's what I learned about myself. When I said I spent a lot of money on this program, guess what it forced me to do? get my stuff together because I had a big bill to pay every single month and I'll be damned if I'm going to, if it's going to come out of my family's budget, I need to, I need to get it in. I need to get it together. So having that hanging over my head actually forced me to keep going. It forced me to keep like, to keep moving and to not give up. And the more that I taught my class, the more I learned And the more I tweaked and the more I pivoted, the more I shifted until I figured out the sweet spot. Once I figured out the sweet spot of what people actually wanted, come and knock it on my door. Like couldn't keep them off my door. They were pounding it down saying, we want what you have because this is, this is what we need in order to get our own businesses to success. I love it. That is the secret sauce. I love it. I love it. And didn't that empower you that you were, it put a price tag on something that actually made your value what it was. Yes. It was equal to what the value was you were giving them. I love that. Wow. Great story. Oh my gosh. Well, and what was your other option? Like you could have quit, right? You could have cut your losses. You could have made, you know, wasted that money and you could have just said it didn't work out, but you, that's why you're invincible. That's why. That's what makes you invincible. Okay. We're going for ugly. Uh, (laughs) I know. You know, here's the thing. You know, as successful entrepreneurs, we know that it's not good to focus on the ugly, right? Because that's not what we want more of. But we also realize that people need to hear the story because they'll never believe it unless they hear it from you themselves and they see your success and know that girl went through the trenches and she did it and so can I. So we're always going for ugly here. Oh man. Okay. So I did this thing. I created this program. I interviewed 33 people, including you, on business. I I confess I am not an expert in all things. I don't want to be an expert in all things. But I know a lot of people and I know experts that can fill all of the different gaps 
And so I was like, I'm going to put together this program. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to have all these experts and you're going to be able to learn from the best. I made a workbook. I had this whole thing put together and nobody bought it. Wah, 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 right? And so I was like, well, crap. All right. I spent so much time, so much time. And this was before, like I was still doing photography, but I was like really starting to get this interest in, in helping other people with their businesses. And I was like, this is, this is going to be so great. I'm going to be able to retire. No, no, not, uh, no, no, no. So now I, I still utilize those, um, that work, all of the work I've just repurposed it. And because it, the, the information is still invaluable. So I've repurposed it is still being utilized, but definitely not in the way that I had originally intended. Um, so yeah, that I felt like I should just put my tail between my legs and walk to the moon because <laughs> I, yeah, felt like a failure. But again, what was there to learn? Like, you know, it wasn't what people wanted. They weren't interested in a course that didn't have, um, people want human interaction. And we were kind of moving, it was at a time when we started shifting from online courses to personal um, programs where people are, are coaching and things like that. And so I launched this thing right in the middle of this shift, I feel like. And um, so, yeah, it definitely uh, was not what people wanted at the time. They didn't want courses anymore. And so, uh, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, lesson learned. <laughs> we all have a PhD from the School of Hard Knocks, don't we? Yes, oh, we Oh, my do. goodness. If we could just learn from each other's mistakes, we could, we could just get done really quick. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So, but that's so amazing how you turn that around. You're still able to repurpose the information. So you're not feeling like you wasted any time with the work that you did. And again, you could have just said up oh, and threw it in the drawer, right? But you right. didn't. And I commend you for that because that is not easy. It is, it is a hard thing to do when you have invested so much of your time and your heart and your energy into something that you know is going to make such a big impact in the world and support so many entrepreneurs and then bust. So yay for you that you got back up and you kept on going and look at you now. Thank Amazing. you. Amazing. <laughs> yes. Look at you now. Look well, at me now. Yes. Yes. So tell everyone one more time uh, where they can find you. So you can find me at elaineterso.com. You can look at my name all over Google and I'm going to pop up in all the places. Um, I'm all over Facebook and Instagram. I even have a TikTok. Um, and yeah, I'm just all over. I'm all over the place. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here today and for sharing your stories, your wisdom, and all of you with our listeners. And I don't know where you are in the world today, and I have no idea where you are in your business, but if you are face down on the ground right now, get back up, girl. Get back up. You can do it. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please subscribe to the podcast, give us a review and share us with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you, please stop on over to my website at camilehman.com and book a free call with me. I'd love to meet you and learn more about how I can support you.